0: Welcome to a new episode of Hangovers and Hand Grenades. I'm your host and fanboy, Nick Bono. And today's episode is going to be about the new Bumblebee trailers that just dropped. Buzz, buzz. God, that was so dumb. Why did I even potentially open up? I did open up with that. I'm going to keep this take. You know what? I've done like 13 takes before this. I'm sticking with this one, all right? So here we go. The new Bumblebee trailers have dropped and they made the movie. Worth maybe watching. (laughs) So here we go. We might have the Transformers movie we have been waiting for. And I'm all jacked up on caffeine, booze, and anxiety. So let's get this episode started. I was stoked on the new trailers that have dropped for the new Bumblebee movie. When I first saw the Bumblebee trailer... I rolled my eyes. I'm like, ugh, not another one. now we're focusing on a crappy Autobot. Neat. And full disclaimer, I am a Decepticon fan. I have four Transformers tattoos, two from Beast Wars, two from the first generation because you have to pay homage. But I was like so freaking upset that they decided... We were going to get this backstory on Bumblebee. He's like the poster child of the Autobots. He's the one that the studios knew they're going to make money on. So I'm like, oh, great. Michael Bay's taking another freaking stab at Transformers. And here we go. More Bayformers, more bland, gray, colorless shit robots. But that's not the case. And man, oh man, was I wrong. I've got so many facts here from watching endless YouTube reactions, breakdowns, reading articles that I've compiled together. All the reasons why this movie might be the Transformers movies us fans have been waiting for. But big, big maybe. Here's the thing. All right. So a little bit of a background story on me and why I'm so passionate about what they're doing in this trailer. For me, Transformers has been a long time thing. I grew up watching Transformers. I was born in 88. I was on the tail end of Transformers series. It came out in 1984 and ran until about 1987. So one year later, little Nick pops out. Here I am ready to go growing up in this time period between 1988 and like 1995 when the cinematic universe and cartoons were a thing that post 9-11 kids will never know they will know it through memes they will know it potentially through cartoon boomerang or or watching it or their their parents potentially showing them but really we're at a point in cartoon and cinematic history where if you're not wearing a cape or a suit of armor you're nothing relevant Okay, we grew up in 1988 and 1990s with like aliens and sci fi robots and terminators and robocops. It was a glorious time to be a sci fi nerd. We had Magic the Gathering, Pokemon. Everything was just made up and everyone was just like hey use your imagination to make stuff up and make millions of dollars while doing so. And we were like okay, like a time before the internet, before cell phones, before all these things were relevant. Like I think the 90s, the early 90s and the late 80s were such a, a like a moment in history we will literally never get back. Like fashion-wise, creativity-wise, it's gone. We will never capture what that time period had for us. So for me, growing up, I remember going to my public library and seeing the rack of VHSs, which if you don't know what VHSs are, you should probably find a new you know, podcast to listen to. But VHS is on the rack, and I'm a little kid, and I see robots. And I'm like, oh, please, let me. I'm going to take this home today because it was a free public library. You know how these things work. So I, I get it. And I bring it home and I don't remember the details of it because I'm too young to remember. I mean, I'm still playing Nerf Wars and Laser Tag at this time, but we had transforming robots on our screens, and it was like it was just the coolest freaking thing to me to see these robots, these big chunky, geometric, everything was proportional. It was like it was it felt right. Okay. It just felt right watching these guys in a time when like G.I. Joe was the thing. We had giant robots out there fighting each other, clinging, you know, laser beams going off like this. You have to remember in the '90s, like laser beams were kind of a thing, like pew 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 pew. But anyways, so you know, to me, I was just awestruck. I'm like, oh man, robots are the coolest thing. I don't know, it just it, it, it hit a nerve with me, and I'm like, yes, this makes sense. <laughs> And since then, I've had such an affinity for robots that I I hope one day in the future before my time comes that I can take my consciousness and do a ghost in the shell where they implant it in the cybernetic brain and I can live forever. That's just one of my own personal dreams and goals. Uh, Take it for what it's worth. But anyways, so I remember watching Transformers and I still rewatch Transformers to this day. I'm 30 years old and I'm watching Transformers and I still get the same excitement. That I did when I was watching Mortal Kombat again. I'm like, yes! oh, my god! I love these giant robots. And I don't like half of them because of the, you know, factions and. I'm a big, I'm a big Decepticon fan. I, I, I root for Megatron. Oh hail Megatron! Decepticon logo was my first tattoo. I, I hold them very near and dear to my heart, and there's a lot of reasons that I do. There's, there's a lot of. I'm also House Slytherin for all you Harry Potter fans that are listening. I'm House Slytherin. If that explains why I'm a Decepticon to you, then great. But for me, the Decepticons really, they they have very straightforward goals and very strong wills to get there. And they don't let anybody stand in their way. Yes, they are what you would consider evil, quote unquote. Either way. So we have the new Bumblebee movie. Okay. And we see the first trailer. We're fresh out of Bay Formers now. For those who might not have watched Bay Formers because you were living under a rock for the last eight years, um, let me explain Bay Formers to you. No God! No God! Please, no! 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 I I can't explain to you how excited I was in the beginning for Bay Formers. I was like, "Oh man, here we go. Transformers is coming to the big screen and they're going to bring it to real life." And when Michael Bay was first explaining it, I didn't know who Michael Bay was, by the way. Real quick, I don't I didn't know Michael Bay Explosions. Did not know that was a thing, okay? I just thought that Michael Bay was this this holy director that ascended from or descended from the heavens to bring us Transformers fans the movie that we were waiting for since 1987. A year before I was born. He, he came down and he handed us this holy grail. He's like, unto you I bring you Transformers. And man oh man, did he take a huge shit all over us. So Michael Bay Formers has been crowned possibly the worst worst rendition of transform transformers that we've possibly had now there's been a lot of transformers cartoons that have come since the 1987 we have energon armada prime cybertron all these all these series beast wars okay that really really did a great job of either sticking with the canon or or doing a really awesome twist on it. personally armada energon and beast wars top three Transformers animated series. For all of these Transformers fans or, or soon to be Transformers fans, please do yourself a favor. Go watch Armada, Energon, and Beast Wars. You need to do it because if Bumblebee takes off, I swear to God there will be a petition out there for Beast Wars to get a movie because it rightfully so deserves one. But that's a different episode. So, Michael Bay Formers, here we go. I remember when I was hanging out and reading over like what Michael Bay was going to do with this movie and looking at concept art and, and seeing all these characters that I'm like, Oh yes, 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 yes. This is going to be awesome. Give me, give me transformers on the big screen. And my, when I'm old enough to actually be like, I remember when transformers came to the big screen again (laughs) and, um, you know, at, at first I was like, okay, you know what? He's going to do something that we've never seen in Transformers where every piece has a place in itself. Okay. So he's not going to make Megatron into a gun because that doesn't make sense mass wise. Okay. He's going to make Megatron into something that proportionally a two story robot would be able to transform into, and you know what at first I was like, okay that that that's cool. I like the idea of Michael Bay making it more transformers in the real world, okay, cool and i I said, okay, yeah, this is cool'm I'm, I'm down with this all right, so we don't have our mass you know conversion from you know like let's take soundwave who's a two story robot turning into a boom box that can fit on a natural desk, okay. That's fine. You know what? We're doing things in a different time. This is cool. And then the first movie dropped. Michael Bay brought us Transformers. And I was actually really happy with the first movie. I'm like, this is going to be good. Yeah, Starscream looks like a triangular isosceles Triangle. I I don't know how else to describe Starscream. And at first, I'm like, yeah, they're doing the characters right. Starscream's a sniveling fool. Megatron's really powerful. Shia LaBeouf is in the movie. Okay, moving on. And the fight scenes were really cool. And they I watched the. I bought the deluxe edition. They behind the scenes. They did a lot of great special effects with that movie. I will not bash the first. Michael Bay Transformers movie now Michael Bay Transformers between 2 and 6 I will absolutely trash the shit out of those were garbage movies and he should be burned at the stake for ever going past movie number 1 but that's just me I mean there was so much potential that he could have done he kind of skimmed the surface of Transformers and like made references that fans were like "Uh, are we going somewhere with this are we going to do something with this Unicron uh Nemesis Prime Shockwave Soundwave Ravage Hello Are we gonna Hi Michael Bay I'm sure fans were knocking at his door Michael Bay Hey hey real quick Uh Ravage doesn't puke shit out of his mouth uh At any point in time So And <laughs> You know There's plenty that could be said about the second movie Devastator was the most crippling sadness I've ever felt in my entire life when I watched that whole everything unfold in front of me. I'm just like, this is not devastator. You already killed Bone Crusher. He was Bone Crusher was dead in the first movie. FYI, Bone Crusher's a Constructicon. So why what? All right, so continuity wise, for us nerds, we're like, what the fuck? But I digress. I'm not here to talk about the Michael Bay Forbers. I'm here to talk about the potentially soft reboot, starting with Bumblebee. Now, if they decide to make every freaking movie about a f- on an Autobot, I'm trying to watch my swearing. I'm trying to watch my swearing. If they're going to make every movie based around an Autobot, okay, listen, pump the brakes. There's Decepticon fans out there that want their movies too. Okay, you can't just keep throwing the Decepticons under the bus, all right? Yes, they are the bad guys. Yes, they always tend to lose, all right? But they deserve a moment in the spotlight too. Take the freaking Autobots, the good guys, out of the freaking spotlight for all of a movie. Give me one movie of Starscream rising to power. We all want to see it. We all want to see when Starscream finally gets his crown, nah. Okay? Okay? But that's enough about that. Let's go on to the Bumblebee trailer as a whole. So a couple things that I want people to know about with this new trailer. There's a lot that happens in this trailer. And that's why fans are going nuts right now. That's why all of us are just chomping at the bit. Like this is the movie we want. Even if we get five minutes of good footage. This is the movie we want. Not only because Michael Bay is not directing it, it is going to be Travis Knight directing it. Travis Knight is going to be the director of this movie. So Travis Knight has directed a couple other movies in the past. He's done Kubo and the Two Strings, Paranorman, Paranorman, I'm sorry, and The Box Trolls. All right. So that's kind of interesting that he comes from a background of not he's doing a lot of i i was a big fan of kubo and two strings i didn't i watched Paranorman. i don't remember much of it and i did see box trolls all of them were great animated films okay now he's taking on this transformers role which is half animated and half actual you know acting and we don't have shia labeouf anymore we don't have megan fox thank god um and it seems like from the from the um, trailer of Bumblebee, we're, we're we're kind of in this weird phase right now because the trailer really brought us a lot of these like cool action scenes and and showing us a lot of what the fans want, but also still tying in every reason why the fans rolled their eyes with the first trailer where we all went, oh please not another Transformers movie like this because we all thought it was going to be a. Bumblebee-centric movie With no real uh, I guess Action To say the least I mean If you're going to do a Transformers film You got to do it right We don't want to see a love story We don't want to see the humans doing their thing We are here to see giant robots Beat the shit out of each other On a planet that's blowing up Alright So give us what we want But don't give us bland Jagged, whatever Michael Bay decided to do with the robots. That was bad. Bad. Terrible. Awful. I'd even go to say that he did everything wrong other than the first movie. But, again, stepping stepping down. Sorry. I get a little little agitated here about my Transformers okay so anyway so this movie takes place in 1987 so that is actually when the original Transformers series ended the movie that first came out the first Transformers movie the animated movie came out in 1986 so Bumblebee movie is taking out or I'm sorry taking place in 1987 which is when the original series ended it's fourth season And what's kind of interesting, I kind of alluded to this in the Michael Bay formers. What's really going to separate the Michael Bay formers from the Travis Knight formers is going to be that Travis Knight is not afraid to play with mass shifting. Okay, So, again, back in 1986 when we first got Transformers, 1984 when we got the first Transformers, you could have a two-story robot turn into a boombox that fit on a desk in Michael Bay formers that wasn't feasible. And now we're going back to the original idea of, you know what? It's a sci-fi thing. It's a robot. It's, it's freaking, they don't exist. We don't need to explain. And I've said this in other podcasts. If you're going to do something that's sci-fi related, you don't need to explain the physics behind it because people don't care. We're not questioning that. We just want cool sci-fi shit. Now give it to us. And you are Travis. Knight god bless your soul you are giving us our nerdum, and we are happy for it we don't care how the transformer turns into an ape we don't care how the transformer turns into a cassette player we don't care how another transformer comes out of a transformer we just want it to happen cool thanks (laughs) i'm i'm so happy for it um so yeah the movie takes place in 1987 and it's kind of interesting because bumblebee is going to not start off as the bug and that's what they show in this first trailer is that he has a previous form before turning into a bumble bug beetle 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 vw beetle that's his vehicle a lot of fans are spectating or um assuming that he's going to turn into like he starts off as like a jeep um from a lot of the breakdowns we can see like the grill pattern in his chest there um as who you might've thought was star scream, but is actually Blitzwing in the trailer, holding him over a cliff and dropping him down. So before he scans the VW beetle um, and turning him into his iconic form. So, which is kind of cool. You know what? We've never really seen bumblebee in any other real fashion um, outside of Cybertron to be anything other than the VW beetle. So I'm, you know what? I can't argue if they decide to make him something else prior to that. and, So with this being a soft reboot, um, this could explain nothing to what Michael Bay was doing because Bumblebee was around since World War II, I guess, in one of the movies. Either way, with this being a soft reboot, which I hate the fact they're considering it a soft reboot, I hope. I hope and pray that this movie does well enough where they just go, you know what? No, this is a standalone. We're restarting it. It's a hard reboot. We're, we're taking it from the top, guys. Don't worry about what Michael Bay did. This is a whole new thing. Please, please make that a reality. Either way, he does not show up as a VW Beetle in the beginning. He's actually going to be a different type of vehicle, and he scans a VW Beetle, which is kind of cool. So I'll take that. They're bringing back the mass shifting. But what's really cool, the thing that fans are freaking out about right now is that in these newest trailers, we get to see that they're actually going to go with a G1 appearance. This is Generation 1, 1980s-style Transformers. Okay, Now, with the soft reboot, there's a lot of speculation that the way that they're going to get away with this is that this is their Cybertronian forms. And that's fine i guess but i mean like this is the styles that the fans knew and loved and yes they are made more modern more sleek I, a lot of a lot of fans are pointing out that shockwaves legs don't look exactly like blocks or pillars or anything but soundwave holy shit looks spot on dead on and i'm a huge soundwave fan and when ravage ejected out of his freaking chest and started running an optimus I was beyond my jaw just dropped to the floor. I'm like, this is the ravage we wanted. this is the sound wave we wanted. this is the shock wave we wanted so i'm I'm talking a lot about you know various characters that are gonna be in it in their g one forms now this one this this trailer alone um has boasted about twelve different confirmed characters, okay these are confirmed characters so i just want to run down the list real quick we got shatter who is a triple changer all right now shatter is brand new to the series shatter is a an absolutely brand new never been brought into the series before g1 or otherwise shatter is brand freaking new and it's a triple changer so what's kind of interesting is for us fans we know that blitzwing who's now been confirmed as well as the robot who is fighting uh, bumblebee which we assume is going to be the main antagonist is also a triple changer but in this movie he is not going to be a triple changer and boy howdy does he look completely different than what he is he's like the most obscure one of the entire g1 reset that they're doing here blitzwing was originally like a purple and gray and white ish orange in there somewhere too with like a turret on his back because he was able to turn into a jet and turn into a a tank as well as a robot so hence the triple changer so it's kind of interesting that they're bringing in shatter and dropkick to be the triple changers but not blitzwing who is the original triple changer uh either way so shatter is coming into the movie confirmed they're the ones that you see in the beginning shatter and dropkick Shatter's the one that can turn into a Plymouth Satellite and a Harrier Jump Jet. And then Dropkick is the AMC Javelin and the AH AH-1 Super Cobra Attack Helicopter. So the funny thing is, is while Shatter is a brand new Transformer, Dropkick is actually a recreation of an existing Decepticon. So they're bringing him in. There's some speculation that there might be a love interest between the two of them, like a boyfriend, girlfriend thing. I don't really freaking care. I think it's just cool because they're like bounty hunters after Bumblebee. So what seems to be the the premise of this movie is that Blitzwing, Shatter, Dropkick, all these guys are after Bumblebee because he's carrying a message from Optimus Prime. Presumably to try and recruit more Autobots to help fight whatever, so on and so forth. But anyways... Let's talk about the Cybertronian side of things. So, we got a great glimpse of what's going to be happening. We have a Cybertronian shot. Now, Cybertron looks freaking awesome. I am so glad they did Cybertron right in this trailer and this movie. It looks gorgeous. Now, a lot of people are complaining about the CG. You have to remember, these guys are working on about a $102 million budget. Now, comparably, the other movies, and just in order, uh, the first Transformer movie had $151 million budget. Transformers 2 had $210 million budget. Transformers 3 had $195. Transformers 4 had $210. And Transformers 5 had $217. So this movie's working at about half budget. So give them a break, okay? Yeah, the CG is going to be a little. A little bit less than what we're normally used to in a movie. But you know what? That's totally fine. I mean, if they bring us the movie that fans have been wanting, we're not going to gripe about CG. I mean, you can still go back and watch Beast Wars and be a happy camper. And that's CG from 2000s. Early 2000s. Okay, We're talking Toy Story era. So keep that in the back of your mind. But anyways, so we get a glimpse at Soundwave and Ravage on Cybertron. And Soundwave, like I said, looks like he was ripped straight out of the comics. Ripped straight out of the TV series. He looks awesome and so does Ravage. And it's so great to see that. Because man oh man, in the Michael Bay formers, did they fuck him up in the third movie. Second movie, I'll I'll argue that Soundwave looked okay. He was just a satellite in outer space doing what he does. Okay, that's Soundwave. He's the communications officer. That's okay. Ravage, on the other hand, Michael Bay better fucking start writing a goddamn apology letter to the fans for having him be such an atrocity of a creation of Ravage. But anyways, so in this movie, we get to see Soundwave and Ravage done justice. Shockwave? leading the team right where he belongs on Cybertron, keeping it safe. Well, safe, quote unquote, at least keeping it under control while Megatron's away. That's what he did in the series. That's what he's going to do in this movie. He's the one that takes care of shit because he's like a super smart robot. He only works by logical means. Okay. And he is loyal to Megatron to a degree. So, that all being said, I think Shockwave and his overall uh, overall appearance is just is absolutely amazing. Thank you. Um, so, anyways, I uh, I'm I'm oh I'm fawning over these guys. I'm so 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 happy. Um. So, but in, behind Shockwave in that scene, you know, we get a, a brief glimpse of what could potentially be. A lot of people are arguing who these people are in the background. So here's a couple of theories. First of all, in the forefront, we have what we're guessing is Starscream. Done right. He's in his red and white. He looks like one of the Seekers. It's awesome. He looks great. If that is Starscream, awesome. But behind him, we have a couple other Seekers, which could potentially be either Skywarp, Thundercracker, Um, there's some people that are thinking it could be slipstream, but we're, we're just not sure yet. It's too fuzzy to figure it out, but Starscream Blitzwing is confirmed for sure. Cliff Jumper, who is an Autobot is confirmed. Wheeljack is confirmed. Who's another Autobot. Now what's interesting about Wheeljack coming into it in the TV series Wheeljack was actually the reason why the Dinobots came around. He built the Dinobots. So with Wheeljack being brought into this and with having Starscream in there potentially, I think we're setting ourselves up for a really great, if we do the hard reboot, we can get the Dinobots that we want. Give me Grimlock. Give me the right Grimlock, please. Or please give me the right, you know what? Here's the bottom line. It's not going to be a hard reset. We're going to get a soft reboot. That's totally fine. We've already done Devastator. We have plenty of other room for more Combaticons or, you know, Combiners, I should say. Because the Combaticons making Bruticus would be way too cool, right? (laughs) Give me the Combaticons. We can do the Combiners right, even with a soft reboot. Doing the war on Cybertron at this point would be so cool because they've obviously shown that they can do it right. And we know that Unicron has been introduced into the universe. So we said that you know Unicron's a thing. We've got combiners. We have all the, the, the parts necessary to make possibly one of the greatest series of transformers since the bay formers which was not even that great of a series so you don't have to follow up with much you just gotta give it enough fuel and the fans will fire it up i'm telling you but anyways back to confirmed characters there's also barricade now a lot of people are talking about barricade and here's why not only are they guessing where barricade is in this trailer but they're also talking about the fact of why barricades on earth We think because of the fact that it's a soft reboot that Barricade is currently on Earth in 1987 thinking that Megatron is somewhere on Earth, okay? In the trailer, they show the Hoover Dam. We have Sector 7 confirmed. This means that Megatron is currently in the Hoover Dam and Sector 7 knows about Transformers and Barricade is on the hunt for him. Now, will he find him in this movie I'm not sure. We could have an after credits scene where Barricade starts hunting down Megatron to a point. But we could also have something completely different. We just don't know yet. We don't know where this movie's really going to go. We also have Optimus Prime. They've shown him on Cybertron. They've shown him in a hologram. Okay. I'm not going to focus too much on Optimus Prime. I don't think he's going to have that major of a role in this. The whole Cybertron thing... In my personal opinion is going to be about five to 10 minutes long and is going to just be a fever dream. And we're all getting too hyped for this movie as fanboys over five to 10 minutes of possible scene. Now, while that being said, I will still go see the movie just to see the five to 10 minutes worth of Cybertron and G1 Transformers. I think that overall, this movie is going to be doing really great. So, um, you know, to kind of tie this all together real quick, um, you know, we we really don't know if this is going the way of a prequel or a soft reboot yet. We just don't have those answers. And I, you know, at the time of recording this, at least, there's a lot of speculation that it's going to be a soft reboot more than anything. So, you know what? That's fine. There's a lot of gaps they're going to have to fill trying to, you know, explain bumblebee's timeline especially since they're focusing so heavily on one character and having already alluded to that character's past on earth so i mean good luck with that there's you know i i I just don't really know what we're expecting I, I don't know why they didn't just go with a hard reset on this whole transformers thing. i mean we've seen so many hard resets at this point that it's it's not really like out of the norm to be like, okay, Spider Man, boom, done. We're three Spider Mans in now, all right. We're 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 so used to the hard resets now that you don't need to be like, no, no, this ties in, this ties in to to make it a good movie. Like, just be okay with being like, Transformer starts now, boom, and like here we go, G One, boom, and like getting getting the fans in on it, man. Just just let it ride. Just let it ride. But, um, you know, all in all, in my personal opinion, if you take anything away from this, we've had movies um, on, on lower budgets or similar budgets, I should say, similar budgets that have done excellent here. So, I mean, back in 2003, we had Lord of the Rings Return of the King was made on a $100 million budget in and I did the math. Okay, so you can go calculate this for yourself too. But for inflation, that'd be a hundred and thirty-three million dollar movie now. But it was made on a hundred million dollar budget. In nineteen ninety-three we had Jurassic Park made at sixty-three million for a hundred and nine million dollars uh because of inflation, and Shrek two in two thousand four for seventy million. Okay, respectively at ninety-three million due to inflation. Okay. So those are three movies that hit box offices and believe it or not Shrek two was one of them that broke their, their like money back like triple. Okay. So despite, despite the low budget, despite the graphics looking like they came out of the video games, despite the fact we've been so tainted by Michael Bay formers I really, really feel that there is some hope in this movie of Bumblebee. And then that could just be me being the Transformers fan and like every other Transformers fan out there who's just been dying for that that fan remake. We just wanted a movie that was going to give us that nostalgic feel of our childhoods all over again. If you ask me personally, when the Michael Bay Formers came out, like I said, I was beyond stoked. I was like, here we go. This is going to be it. And while the first movie was very much it, he just fell so short on making all those references come to reality. Unicron is such a huge character in the Transformers universe and is referenced so minimally in the last movie, uh, Transformers The Last Night. The Primes, The Fallen. I mean, we had Jetfire combining with Optimus Prime. We had all these things that you could have drawn on way more, and yet you only made these small alludes to them, that these were things that happened in the Transformers universe. I mean, maybe we'll see Microcons, which would be really cool. Maybe we'll see Starscream rides to power. Maybe we'll see the Galvatron arcs really pan out with Unicron involved the way that it was meant to be but for now we only have these small glimpses into what could potentially be the better of the Transformers movies but unfortunately what's probably going to happen is the same thing that always happens with these kind of movies that are based in a very strong nerd culture Um, whether it be RoboCop terminator teenage mutant ninja turtles we we are going to look for that glimmer of hope in these movies that we're going to get what we want and so sadly be left behind again i think ultimately we're going to get the five to ten minutes of what we wanted and the rest of it's just going to be bumblebee bumbling around with another human and I don't know. I'm very torn as a fan, as a fan of transformers. I'm very torn and I want this to be the movie that we've all been waiting for, but I'm just not sure anymore. I'm just not sure if we're going to get our transformers movie and we'll forever be stuck with a 1986 movie, 1987 movie that really touched us in such a way that again maybe we'll never get back but in the meantime let me know what your thoughts are on the new bumblebee trailers leave a comment on the page at hangovers and hand grenades or hohg at facebook.com um you know let me know your thoughts honestly i want to know what you guys think and Who do you think else might be me in this movie? And in what direction are we really going in here? Are we just going to have a bunch of Autobot-centric movies coming out for the near future? Is this going to be any competition with the MCU universe? Let me know. And as always, remember, close enough is good enough. Unless you're my director, then what's the difference between good and good enough? Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time. I'm your host Nick Bonner.